Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is March 25th, 2021. Uh, today is 11, uh, today it's about 11.30 a.m. Uh, Reddy and UNPC does conduct Zoom conferences every single day. For those people who are in this, please raise your hand if you want to ask any questions. Um, from next week onwards, if you want, you know, if you want some priority over other people to ask the question though, um, if you put a Google review and give us a link for us. Ready and Newman PC, Houston, Texas. You give a Google review, give, you give us a link to us, you'll get the preference over the other people. That'll be starting from next week. So you have to, because we are doing this, we want reviews. So if you give review, you give the link to us, then we will, you'll get a preference. Um, go ahead with the first person, Sindhu. Uh, Saurabh. Hi, uh, hi Rahul, I'm Saurabh. And uh, I have H1B, I-140 approved. I came to India two years back from US and I'm stuck because of COVID. Uh, I cannot return back. I have a valid H1B approved petition. I need to go for stamping. Tourists want to check, is it safe to go for stamping uh, right now? You said you've been stuck there for two years. You So you had the H1B all along and with Yes, my H-1B was valid in 2021, but then my mm-hmm. company filed a petition and amendment, and now I have the approval notice 797 till 2023. I just okay. need a visa. I just need a visa stamping from Chennai consulate. So, yeah, I, give, yeah. right now I don't see any problem in you going there and getting the stamping. Uh, the I was a bit is, concerned. I was a bit concerned before. Because I was thinking that because you have had a H-1B in 2019, are you using the same H-1B? But you said your company went to went and got the amendment and got the approval all the way to 2013. So I see you're good. 20, uh, till 2023. The reason is because, reason because of the Trump ban that new H-1Bs are not getting stamped, which is till 31st of March. So that is the reason my, uh, I'm asking this question. Right now, the ban is going on on 31st of March. So I have my appointment scheduled for 13th April as of now. So mm-hmm. if Biden does not extend the ban, uh, which I'm hoping he should not, uh, so... Then you should be good. Okay. And if suppose he extends because of whatever reasons, should I still go? You should try to look into if you're eligible with the exceptions that are there. Um I would recommend that you consult a lawyer to go through the documentation to see if you fit into it. If At least you can make an argument in there and to see if you're going to fall into that one. But if you're not going to make any 
itch towards it, you will be denied if it is extended. Should I show them a sort of aid? I'm required, I'm a critical uh, required resource. I would, I would recommend, I would recommend that you contact a lawyer to go through all the steps needed. Okay. okay. What is okay. critical, what you think will be different than what a lawyer would think. Next person, okay. please. Iqbal. Uh, hi, Rahul, sir. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a question regarding my adjustment of status I-485. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. This was filed in uh, October. And mm -hmm. now, uh, though I'm late because I was uh, not caught up, I'm trying to upgrade it to premium and also send in my medicals. Uh, mm -hmm. so one question is, uh, uh, I've heard that they are uh, not taking the premium for uh, I-140 uh, uh, downgrade applications. Not, uh, not is that true. true or should I still? Uh... Not true. It, it, it has some sense in it, but it doesn't have total sense in it. Um, because they are, not, they are not taking the applications some of the applications, not all of the applications. We see some of the rejections, but not every case gets rejected. And when they reject it, what we normally do is, it comes back to our office, we send it back. After a couple of times, they get accepted. When I say rejection, that doesn't mean that your I-140 is denied. It's just that you're, uh, you have to resend it, that's it. Okay, thank you, sir. And the second question is, if I send my medicals now, how do I link it with my 485 uh, at UICS? Uh... Uh, there is something called what we call it as interfiling. That means that we're telling the USCIS to, to use this document, okay? To use this document in, in filing with the, with the application. So when you use the word interfiling, you're telling the USCIS, take this document and put it in the file. That's all. So is there a specific so the, format or uh, which I need no to format. cover no letter? Format. The cover letter will say inter-filing. Give the A number and the file number of, the, uh, of, the, uh, of your adjustment of status. That's all. You don't have to explain them. You don't have to do anything. But use I-N-T-E-R-F-I-L-I-N-G. Big, bold, okay. in a color, huge, 48 font. Okay? okay. Thank okay. you, sir. Next person, please. Thank you. Shruti. Hi Rahul, um, I have a question, uh, like my wife's H4 and EAD has been applied start of this month, but she's planning mm -hmm. to go to India. Mm -hmm. I have to book a biometrics also. And if she goes to India, like should we can like withdraw the H4 and EAD applications? No, I would not. I would not recommend to withdraw the H4 and EAD. Um, what I would recommend is that if she is going to India, let her get the stamping there and come back. Once she comes back, file an EAD. Who knows, the H4 plus EAD might approve faster than the EAD. You already paid the money. What loss are you going to have it? If by any chance she doesn't come in the biometrics, they may deny it. It still is not a loss for you at all. So I'm going to keep that alive. It may be of some use to you. Sometimes it may come faster than the EAD. Okay. And um, so other question was like my, I have my priority date is June 2014. And... Um, I changed company recently, and then mm -hmm. they my um, in EB2 they filed I140 recently, like last week. So I was asking if they can uh, downgrade to EB3 as well. 
So they said like, until you get the priority date, we won't suggest to downloading to EB3. Is that, is that what do you mean? Did you file an I-140? What did you file? On EB2. With hmm. Did you file a labor or I-140? Which one you filed? So labor is already approved. Okay. For I-140. So what they're telling is that when the final, when, when your priority date becomes current, that's when they want to change it. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a proper approach. There's nothing wrong with it. That's a proper okay. approach. I would, okay. yeah. As long as they're willing to do it, I don't see any problem that you don't have to do it right now. You can do it when the priority date is current. Not right now. It means the companies may not want to spend all that money unnecessarily. So when the priority date becomes current, they can do it. Absolutely, we did for a lot of people in October of 2020s, right? So that can be done. No need to do it in advance. Okay, thank you. Sandeep Kumar. Hey Rahul, can you hear me? Yes. Uh, I have a question regarding uh, the EB2 to EB3 downgrade. So I downgraded my application in December. Mm -hmm. I hear that uh, we have to wait like uh, 180 days for 485 approval. So my question was like, how does the I-140 approval comes into consideration regarding the 180 days? Wait, wait. There are a couple of things that are required for your 485 approval. First is the final action date should be current. What is your priority date? Uh, it's in June 2013. That is not current. If that is yeah. not current, your green card cannot be approved. That's yeah, the number yeah. one thing. Okay. So it's not 180 days. There is no 180 day rule at all. The green card can be approved way before 180 days too. And we have seen a lot of those things in EB1C getting approved before 180 days. The question is that the I-140 must be approved, the biometrics have to happen, and uh, your final action date has to be correct. Yeah, but... Uh... The, I heard somewhere like the I-140 has to approve for 180 days. Not required for you to get the green card. No, I'm even if it's approved. Working on EAD. So if you want to work on EAD, the I-140 has to be approved for 180 days or? It's like... not required. It's, it's, it's not required that the I-140 has to be approved for 180 days. If you have your adjustment of status pending for more than 180 days, you can move to a different company as long as the I-140 is approved. It doesn't have to be approved for 180 days. Okay, I have, okay, sure. Thanks. I have another question regarding the birth certificate. Mm -hmm. So the, if the birth certificate date exact doesn't match with what I have on the passport, so is the affidavit enough or like uh, what are the other options? If the birth certificate does not match, I don't want you to use that birth certificate because that's a faulty birth certificate. Don't use the birth certificate. Use every other alternative thing than birth certificate. But if you have already presented that birth certificate to the uh, to the government, you should consult a lawyer immediately. Okay. 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 Thank you. Okay then. Next person, please. Anu. Um, hi, sir. Anu here. So actually, I have a little tricky um, story. Mm -hmm. So my I was on H1 before and mm -hmm. um, I lost my job last year, 2020, and uh, we applied H4. Um, mm -hmm. My husband's H4 was until September 2020. So basically, mm -hmm. my H4 uh, change of status should actually be approved until September 2020. But mm -hmm. I got the approval only for a day. 
which is March 2nd to March 3rd. They approved in uh, March this year and they approved only for a day. So I don't know what exactly it is and what should we, is it valid let, or what is it? Let, let, me, let me understand one thing. When your husband's H1B is expiring in September 2020, you filed a H1B in March of, two, uh, you filed a H4 in March of 2020. Is that right? Right. And did you apply one more extension afterwards along with your husband's H1B extension? Yeah, we did. Um, his extension yeah. also got approved and my uh, right. H4 is, yeah. So when you're telling the H4 got approved until March 3rd, you filed two H4s, is that right? Right. Is that the first H4 you're speaking or the second H4 you're speaking about? First one, the change of status from H1 to H4 got approved only for ah. a day. Yeah, I, I'm not that much worried because you still have the second H4 application still pending. I'm not that much worried about it. You're still- Okay, um, so- Go ahead. Yeah, so it's valid, but they also, and now comes the second thing. So we also applied H1 um in august 2020 so mm -hmm. uh, they gave rfe twice ask uh, asking for the status of my h4 mm -hmm. so can we use the current h4 which is valid only for a day to reply back to uscis stating that when we applied h1 uh, my h4 is approved uh, you know what I mean? you you de you uh, definitely can use it you can also use okay. i will use both the things one is that right. I'm going to use the I'm going to use the receipt notice. I'm going to also use the uh, I'm going to use the approval notice. I'm going to also use the receipt notice also. Receipt notice of the second uh, extension. That is that is right now, and they should be approving it with the I-94. Okay. Okay. That, I mean, uh, yeah. The question: Will we get the consulate processing, or should, should, should I get should, the change? You should, you should you should be getting the I-94 because. You already have an I-94 until March of 2021. And you're telling me that you filed the H-1B before this March 2nd or March 3rd of 2021. So you should be getting an I-94. Even not also, no. you should be getting an I-94, but this has a strong reason. It has 99% chance that you will get an I-94 now. Okay, thank you. But why do they give only for a day? I mean, it's so confusing. And you know. yeah, they should have given. Uh, they should have given until your H-1B, uh, your husband's H-1B expiration date that was extended, which was expiring in September. They should have been given at that date. Yeah, but sometimes mistakes mistakes happen. Happen, and the people don't know what they're doing. Um, that is okay. definitely an error from their side. When okay. I go, Next. yeah, should I raise a service request? I'm sorry. Uh, should I raise a request that it's an error or it's okay? Uh, no, I'm not worried about it right now because you, okay. it's a waste of time. Your H1B okay. will be approved with the I-94. I'm pretty sure about that. <laughs> Thank you okay. so Next much. Person. Thank you so much. Yeah. Next person, please. GG. Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Yes. Yes, I can. Uh, yeah. So my question is, um, so we filed... Um, uh, the adjustment of status last October, that is 2020. And mm -hmm. uh, we are actually expecting an uh, RFE. Uh, the thing is, uh, my husband's, um, we have not submitted the birth certificate. Uh, mm -hmm. He only submitted a sworn affidavit from his mother. Uh, so we expect an RFE. But the thing is, we are trying to get a non-availability from, uh, from his place. Uh, but mm -hmm. there is a discrepancy in the 
uh, birth date. So he was actually born on February 20, uh, but his uh, uh, matriculation certificate and all the other documents are having uh, May 20, uh, 1977. So uh, because the records are all public after, after 1970, uh, they are neither giving us uh, NABC and even if we get a birth certificate, we cannot uh, use that. So, is this in Tamil Nadu or which state is No, this? Kerala. Kerala. Okay. Kerala and Tamil Nadu are the problem states compared to the other states. I know. Um, yeah. I would request, I would recommend that you contact a lawyer privately. I would be a perfect lawyer for this because I'm a lawyer in India too. Um, uh -huh. I, I, it should be discussed privately though, not publicly. Yeah, in fact, because, I was about to take an appointment with you. Um, so yeah. you suggest I take an appointment, is it? Yeah, you take an appointment with me and then we'll discuss accordingly, okay? Okay, and one more question is, uh, um, I filed my H4 and H4 EAD last year. Um, so, and again, uh, we filed a uh, adjustment of status for my husband last October. So now, uh, like last week, we received uh, biometrics. For me, I received biometrics for both of them, for my H4, as well as the adjustment of status. But mm -hmm. I got it for the same day, same time for both of them. So what do you suggest? Uh, should I go for only one or uh, if I go there, two. should I two. tell them? Go for two. First, show them the 485. Let it complete and then go show them the I-539. Okay. Don't do the other way around. Oh, wh why is that? Uh, why, why do you want to do it otherwise? Tell me. Uh, I, I don't know what is the difference. What what will happen if I show I-539 first? I, the, the I other don't one know. Be... I'm not uh, that concerned about the I-539. I'm uh -huh. more concerned about the 485. Don't oh. assume that. Don't assume that you will get an RFE for the birth certificate though. Um, you may get the approval. The, the thing is what you did wrong was you should have submitted the affidavits, two affidavits at that time. You only submitted one affidavit. But anyway, um, two affidavits or what? Birth affidavits was, was submitted. You said only one birth affidavit was submitted. Uh, what is the second one? I didn't get so an affidavit for my... No. Two. Two affidavits need to be submitted for birth certificate. You said what are... only one... Yeah, yeah, Same. only one. What are two, two? For two different persons. Uh, his, only his mother is there. He... First, it should not be mother. Two persons, anybody mm. living in United States above 18 who oh. knows that your husband is born can I give an affidavit. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Not the mother. Mother is the least person because she has self-serving interest in the affidavit. So two mm. independent people need to give a birth affidavit. So that oh. would have been done. You did a mistake there. That's the reason you may be expecting an RFE. Had you been given two affidavits, you shouldn't have been even expecting an RFE too. Now, when I tell you, go for the I-485, then I-539, the reason I'm telling you is that your 485 is more important than your 539. I want that one to be approved first. Next person, mm -hmm. please. Okay, Suman. Hey, Rahul, good morning. Yeah. Uh, I yes. have a very quick question. Uh, uh, I was in United States on uh, H-1B status from June 2012 to January 2014. So mm -hmm. uh, I came back to India. I'm in India from last uh, seven and a half years. I just want to mm -hmm. know whether I'm eligible for H-1B cap exempt or I have to go through the cap lottery. Once you're being counted towards the cap, 
you are cap exempt for your life. In the Google, when you search, there are some rumors saying that it must be last six years, last Correct. one year, that until your H-1B expires, they are all false information. So since the only condition that you have to go through is when you apply for the H-1B next time, you cannot use the total six years. You have to deduct the two years that you told me that you are here. So when you come back, only four years are allowed for you, not six years. If you want to come back through the lottery, you'll get six years. But if you don't want to use the lottery, you only get four years. So there is no specific deadline before which I have to use no. my remaining. Okay. Okay. Your death. That is the okay. only deadline. Sorry. Because yeah, next okay. person. Thank you. Sham Sundo. Uh, hey, Rahul, uh, this is Sham. Uh, uh, my previous employer uh, applied a 485 uh, in last October uh, for me and my wife. Uh, and we mm -hmm. applied a EB-5 as well a couple of years ago, and we got EB-5 approval yesterday. So That's right good. now, one, one 485 is in processing for both of us. So I was mm -hmm. told like uh, uh, we can apply 485 for e EB-5 as well. Can we do two applications? In parallel, or did you say it? that you already got the EB5 approval or uh, adjustment that, of status that, approval? Uh, no, no, uh, when I say EB5 approval, I526 is approved. Okay, yeah, yeah, you can you can apply both. Um, one of the problem that I have this EB5 is I would choose to get an EB2 or EB3 green card over EB5. One okay, reason is that... Okay, my priority date, yeah, date is Jan 2013. So do you think I can just stick to EB3? I, I now This is a judgment call that you have to make, though. The reason is that EB5 green card, even if you get it, it's not a permanent green card. Yeah. I don't know why they even call it as a green card. It's only for two years, is it right? Yes. You know, the, it's only for two years. So... And then you have to go back and you have to remove the conditions. And there are a lot of people who fail the conditions in those things. You see my point? Yeah. And so uh, somebody told me. So like, now uh, the, question, now mm -hmm. the question is, would I get an EB3 green card with 2013 or EB5? EB5, first you have to get the green card, which will take time. Once you get the green card, you have to wait for two years. And then you have to apply for a conditional removal which will take about two years afterwards. And what if you don't meet the conditions? Yeah. 50% of the people mm -hmm. fail. 50%, more than 50% of the people fail in this one. But once you get the EB2 or EB3 green card, do you see anybody getting problem? Yeah. Anybody who has killed somebody or murdered somebody who did not declare it, yeah, you will see them the problem, but normally. So I'm not sure if I were even wanting, you may want to file, you can file EB-5, nothing wrong with it. But I'm not sure if I choose EB-5 over EB-3. Or can EB2. we do a switching uh, the application? Like uh, right now we have two applications, no. uh, one for me. You, you, no, you switch, you, I would rather refile the entire thing rather than switching it. Switching is, is going to completely confuse the department. It's going to take you off and it's going to take forever for it. One time, a couple of times I tried to do it. I failed miserably. It took five, six years and then refiled it, got everything approved. But I would suggest that you file a parallel application 
but I would strongly recommend to stay away from EB5. Next person, please. Alpesh. Hi. Hi. Uh, good morning, Rahul. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead. Yeah. I, yeah uh, hi, Rahul. I'm on H1B and I applied for my uh, H1B extension on August 2020. With my mm -hmm. dependents, I got the approval and my mm -hmm. uh, wife and daughter are still waiting for the H4 biometric plus my wife uh, uh, waiting for the H4 EAD. EAD. On the mm -hmm. same, uh, yeah. We also applied for the uh, uh, I-485 in the last October. So we got mm -hmm. all three approval uh, for myself, my wife and uh, my daughter for the EAD. Uh, mm -hmm. And my priority date is a PEP 2012. So we, we just got the GCAD approved. So can mm -hmm. I use that GCAD to renew their license or applying the SSN for my daughter? Uh, is not like That's, a that, that is EAD. not that if you use it to get the license and if you use it to apply for the social security number, that will not be considered as marrying to the application. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I'm afraid of my, my daughter is turning 18 in the next couple of months. I got the months, point. So. I got the point. If you use it, for the two purposes that you discussed right now, she will not be considered to be married to their Jishma status. She can still switch to F1 visa at a later date. But if she oh. works on it, or if she mm -hmm. travels on it, then she would be married to the adjustment of status application. Oh, no. And, and but so on the same note, uh, can I use her SSN for my filing the tax, right? So it's not- Absolutely, uh, absolutely you can do it. Still, she is not married to this adjustment of status application. Okay, yep, that's what I have any question and you, uh, that's what I had a concern. Yeah, I'm, Thank I'm, I'm Thank good. Thank Next. you. Thank you, Rahul. Next person, please. Hima. Hima. Uh, hello. Yes, ma'am. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, yes I can. Um, my husband has been uh, like, right now he's hospitalized um, uh -oh. for a month. He is on H1B, mm -hmm. I-140 approval. Our mm -hmm. uh, date is like September 2012, the, the, mm -hmm. the, the priority date. Uh, unfortunately, like, his treatment is like ongoing progress, a little taking time. We don't know. Um, is there any other possibilities for uh, stating his mental condition like or his health condition right now to write a letter to the congressman or USAS letter to expedite the GC or EAD, something like that? Because he is the only one right now working and he's not working. It's been more than a um, month or for the big. Is so this priority date? What what is your what is this priority date? That's a September twenty twelve. It's not current right now, so the congressman cannot do anything on it. Any anything like to state because the only reason requesting is like, I got I got your I got your point, but uh, going to, yes. going to the congressman doesn't look to be helpful right now to you. The reason is that the filing dates, uh, final action dates are not current. Um, the only, um, there are some provisions in the law though, um, that, I mean, how, what are the chances that he is going to, you know, how is his health condition? What do you feel about it? He is, he is stable, um, uh, but um, the recovery will take time and, uh, it's kind of like um, they say 50-50, but uh, I, we are hoping for the positive side and holding it. So especially- I got it. Continue treatment and for the stay because he cannot travel. He cannot travel at this moment. At of course, of course. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, the green card wise though, they can't help you right now. They can't help you because- Expecting the since only I want for, he didn't downgrade it last year. So okay, he just filed an adjustment of Yeah, expediting the, expediting the EAD, especially for you under these conditions, because I want you to say that he's on leave, okay? Of course, he's on leave. Um, yeah. yeah, that is definitely possible for you to expedite those things. And, uh, you know, try to document it when you submit any service, uh, when you raise a service request for the expedite in the USCIS website, try to doc, uh, send any documents that possibly there, um, it definitely expresses the EAD for you. Uh, okay. For his state, he cannot do anything for the 485, sir? Anything related to- 485 cannot be approved because 485 cannot be approved. They cannot, they don't have an authority to do it. The only way is that to have a private legislation. The only person that I know who got it was Mother Teresa that I can remember. So other than private legislation, there's nothing can happen right now, which is not, likely to happen to be practical. Okay? Next person, please. Uh, sorry, 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 go ahead. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. You were speaking employer, something. The employer, like, no, the employer is like stating like, um, he is the only person who can maintain our status, like the related to the H1. Um, like he has to stay, right? Medical leave. How long can they right. provide? How long they can that's provide? That's fine. I, that's fine. I mean, in, in your conditions though, I they can they can be on leave for a long period of time. I mean, maybe one year, maybe two years. Um, that's not a problem. But as long as... I'm sorry? Is it dependent on the employer? He says like uh, um, three months I will see and from there we will take because after that... It will, know, it, so. it, it, it will depend on the employer for sure though. It will depend on the employer for sure. But, so but employer should... I'm sorry? What is the best option for him, for us to maintain his H1 right now, as long as it goes and I can try. But if the employer pulls the plug, if the employer pulls the plug off, you still will be off from the six months period will be, April is a six months period, is it right? So right now it's, he's still in adjustment of status and his physical condition will not throw him out of the 485 application. Uh, when he gets back to properly and that's when you can resurrect the uh, you know entire thing and and should not cause any problem for him to get the green card. As long as you keep the medical documentation, he would be in a better position. He didn't okay? downgrade. He didn't downgrade. You told me that. You told me that. You told me that. Next person, please. Vivek. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Rahul. So I've been working with uh, Cognizant for nine years uh, in IT mm -hmm. industry. And uh, initially, my H1B was approved in 2016. So I was working mm -hmm. in US Wisconsin for two complete years. And my first mm -hmm. extension in 2018, it got denied, unfortunately. And then I got back to India, I got married. And then I, I again uh, reapplied without cap in 2019, which again went negative for me. So the point to be noted here is both the times it was filed with wage level one. And one more point, which I can tell you is I'm, I'm from an electronics background engineering uh, graduate. So now again, there is an opportunity for me. So I still have four more years of my uh, period left out. So with administrative changes, is it good time for me to go ahead and uh, file my next uh, try? Are you in India right now? I'm in India right now, yeah. And also I got promoted. So currently I'm eligible to wage level three. 
So that is one point which I wanted to tell you. Uh, definitely 2018 to 2019 were quite different. Uh, there was an IT serve litigation, which I'm one of the founder of the IT serve organization. After that court litigation, a lot of things have changed in getting the approvals though. You may still have some minus point of mm -hmm. electrical engineering. We call electrical here. You guys call electronics there. Um, which is a little bit minus point, I would say about five to 6% minus point. As far as the wage level and certain other things are concerned, we are a good place right now. Yeah, you are in definitely a good position right now with wage level three to come mm -hmm. back. One other thing I would suggest to you though, Cognizant is very nice in taking care of the people. I don't have a problem in the, you know, they have accommodated you in going back and coming back and mm -hmm. then again filing and they try to do as much as they can in getting mm -hmm. you back. But overall though, consulting companies get more denials. Yep. So when you come back or when you're trying to, when you come back, you may want to consider that very serious to what I've told you is to move on to a full-time company there the chances of yeah. the denial are more lesser than compared to what you yeah, have. But, but my problem is that I need to come back, right? So that's my first step. Right, so right, right that. now, right now, right now, Cognizant is the best source for you to come back. Um, yeah. But I'm just telling you to be, you know, what I told you uh, yeah. on the thinking process later on. Though. Yeah, definitely Cognizant is a very good company to, to bring you back into the United States. We have seen a lot of denials in 2018. They sent them mm -hmm. back, they came back. Initially in 2017 and 2018, it was system analyst, then it was a wage levels, then it was a specialty occupation. It yeah, was a, it one. was a terrible it was a terrible four years for us though. But things have changed. Every week yeah. we 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 hear a good news from this new administration. Yep. Yep. Okay. So with the same client, that should be okay, right, Rahul? Oh, absolutely. Just because it was denied previously doesn't mean uh, it will be denied again. You should you should try it again. So is there uh, something that I can it. do for the electronics uh, negative point that we told, right? And yeah. Uh, nothing. Nothing I can say okay. is true. Other than getting a master's degree in the United States, nothing. Okay. okay. Okay, I'll try to give it a shot. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Vamshi. Uh, hey, Rahul. Uh, Vamshi here. I, uh, I work for Intel and uh, mm -hmm. I had... It. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. Uh, yes, I can hear you. Vamshi, I can hear you. I can't hear you now. I was hearing you. Now I can't hear you. Yeah. How? Yeah. Now, now good. Now I. Now you're good. Yeah. I work at Intel. I I internally transferred uh, to a different group in Intel with a different employer ID as it was an acquired company, and my H1 amendment was filed, which got approved. And uh, my wife's H4 extension was also, uh, you know, extension was filed. Um, so my question is, she already has uh, the previous, when I joined Intel, uh, the previous H4 uh, is expires in 2022 of July, July of 2022. And so mm -hmm. is her uh, visa. So now since her current H4 is in processing, is it okay for her to travel outside of United States to India um, currently? That's the question. The H4 when, is current H4. when when is the stamping expired? Uh, the visa stamping is uh, it's not expired. It's still uh, valid till twenty twenty two July. Absolutely not a problem in traveling when the extension is pending. Is that amendment pending or extension pending? When is your H one B expiring? 
my H1B right now, uh, after the amendment, it's expiring in 2023, December, uh, 2023, yes. I got December. the point. Okay, got the point. Um, absolutely not a problem. She can travel outside the country and come back. Um, there are some things on the internet, when you Google it, it gives a little bit different information though, that when you leave the country, you are abandoning the process. That's the one some people get confused. When you're filing an extension, you're fine. When you're filing a change of status, if she leaves the country, that change of status is denied. Because now she only filed the extension. So you, she's fine. She can travel. Uh, so absolutely no problem with it. And the extension so, uh, will go through as, as usual. Okay, so her bio, she's, we are, we're still waiting for the biometrics. Uh, and that is one thing. If by any chance she, she misses the biometrics, okay, and it gets denied, it's not a problem. She still has H4, is still expiring in 2022. Once she comes back, you can file the extension. Just because her okay. H4 gets denied because the biometrics is not there, it is not a negative point. You just have to make sure you file a H4 extension before her expiry in 2022. Okay, so one last question. Uh, so her employer is actually, currently she's working on her H4 EAD and her employer is filing her uh, H1B and uh, she will be knowing the, I mean, in EB2 and she'll be knowing the status of the lottery uh, post March 31st. So mm -hmm. just in case if uh, it gets denied uh, or she doesn't Not make so. it through the lottery. Mm -hmm. So uh, then the question is, uh, will she be considered for the, the, the bachelor's quota as well for the lottery or how does it work? Because she, I'm not does, she have a, does she have a master's degree? Yeah, she has a master's. She does her master's in computer science. Yeah, yeah. If it's a master's degree, um, if she, yeah, it's, there's a different theory how it goes. I don't want to explain all the things in this one. Yeah, she will be considered in bachelor's quota if she doesn't get selected in the master's quota. Based on the Trump administration, they changed it. It's still the same thing. Let's go to the next, Alaska. Okay. Uh, last, uh, last Thanks a lot. Suresh. Hey, hi Rahul. Uh, nice to talking with you. So my question is related to financial immigration. So I am mm -hmm. on H1 currently. So if I want mm -hmm. to send money to China, will it impact anything in my immigration? What's the purpose you're sending the money to? Is it, so the only thing is that if you know what a money laundry is, that's a different issue. If you want to send the money to there, what is the purpose you're sending it to China? So because I'm buying some product from China to from a company. So to India, I am importing to India. So is there any impact? Is there something that is related to any defense or anything like that? Um, because I need to pay in dollars. So I can pay. No, that's not the question. That's not the question. Mm -hmm. What kind of product are you buying? Some agriculture product, missionary? Absolutely no problem, sir. You can send a million dollars there, no problem. Okay. Yeah, because I am like, let's say I'm borrow some money from my uh, relatives yeah. or friends. Yeah, Is that's that okay, fine. Right? That's perfectly fine. No problem with that. Okay, the only thing what, what they are looking into is that, are mm -hmm. you doing any illegal activity with the money that you're sending there? Illegal activity means, for example, bombing equipment, okay? Um, or if you're buying a marijuana or, or something okay. like a heroin or something like that, or you send it to the jihad groups kind of thing. 
that's where they are more concerned okay. about and whenever a big money is sent out they put a big tag on you and they're going to come and check whether or not what's the purpose why you send the money uh, but if you are sending in to buy an agricultural equipment that's not a problem but remember if you are sending it to jihad or something like that uh, the ugar revolution that's going on china you're sending the money yeah definitely you'll be in trouble okay yeah this is agriculture product yeah yeah you good sounds good you good Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you guys. The next uh, Zoom conference will be on um, Friday at 3:30. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites: rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day. Oh, 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 oh,